Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. That was better than the first segment. That was better. You've had time to practice, though, for the last couple minutes. Okay, so you're just going to have a commercial break. <laughs> okay, thank you for outing me like that and making it seem like I was just doing it. Yeah, but practice makes perfect, man. No one is going to knock you for practicing. Before we get into spouts, I saw a very interesting video, and I'm going to apply this. Practice, it was a guy talking about, you know, it, it was about sports. A guy was practicing one move, dribbling a basketball. Him and his friend had a competition. Who could be a better basketball dribbler in two months? And all the guy would practice was the crossover, like a real like a crossover move. And the other guy tried like 15 different moves. When they met back up to do this two months later, the guy with the crossover was, was, was legit. You know, he was more legit than the guy who would practice 15 moves. And I thought that very peculiar as a guy, you know, who he just practiced one thing, but overall having that, aspect of it he was good at everything that had to do with dribbling Mm -hmm. or it made him it gave him a better foundation for trying to do a bunch of different things mediocrity 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 meteor meteorologist meteorologist so i think tying it all together i'm gonna practice the intro but that's all i'm not gonna practice like this is fox sport i'm not gonna practice that i'm just gonna practice because it's not fox sports well it's not not shout out to them and their families Reverse that. I'm just going to practice the mightier 1090 ESPN radio. And I'm going to get good at that. That. That's what I'm going to practice. And then everything around you will just fall into place. And I'll be able to see if, you know, we'll be at 1090. But if then I ever need to reuse it for something else, I'll have that in place. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, if, I, if I practiced to just hit the ball as a baseball player, yeah. just hit line drives. That's all I'm practicing on doing. Just line drive, line drive, line drive, sure. line drive. Everything else is going to fall into place. Exactly. I'm going to hit home runs eventually. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. But you said it a little more like quicker. The a little more zip on that. Uh, all right, let's talk about some zip. We've been nonstop hooping and hollering, assuming we beat Iowa State, us being the Texas Longhorns, so we can make the playoffs in college football. But this is this is a very make or break week in college football. We have the undefeateds, Penn State going to Michigan on the Pacific Coast. 9 a.m. kick. Ugh. I mean, yeah. As if I don't do things on a Friday night and want to sleep in. It's Come insanity. Uh, right now, Nick, in this game, I'm looking for the over-under. Ah, there it is. Michigan minus seven in the big house. I'm team. I think Penn State's kind of fake news. We'll see. People have been. I think. I think Michigan. I think it's close. I would say Penn State covers, but I think Michigan takes care of business. I think Michigan will take care of business too, but as a Texas Longhorn, I want to see them lose. You want to see Penn State win, assuming Michigan loses to Ohio State and they're going to have that one loss already and they'll be out. Yeah. And assuming Penn State also loses to Ohio State. We need a lot of teams to lose. We do need a lot of teams to lose. We just kinda gotta, I, I kind of want to map it out and pick and choose where about it. Well, think about this though. Ohio State goes to Penn State. Do they? In Happy Valley, I'd imagine that'd be a whiteout. Like the whiteout game. game, yeah, yeah, on Halloween weekend, that'd be scary. 
Um, Spooky. I just, yeah. A bunch of ghosts in the stands. Yeah, a bunch of ghosts in the stands. I'm curious. I think for us, though, I would love to see this. Michigan, I don't know if that necessarily helps. They all three beat each other in some capacity. At least get each other a loss. Yeah. But I I just don't think it behooves us if one team runs the table. There should be a little besmirch on everyone's on everyone's resume. Like I feel, if if Alabama goes into Knoxville, Tennessee, and beats Tennessee, they're at least going to the SEC championship game, barring a disaster against Ole Miss, you know, at the Grove. And at that point, they're locked in automatically. If if Georgia and Alabama go undefeated and head to the SEC championship game, they're both going to the playoff. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we've seen it happen before. We really, we just really have to hope that these SEC teams are better than. Uh, I mean, I think people think they're better. I just they need to be really good. Yeah, they need to be able to beat Bama. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's doable. I think Tennessee's had the best team they've had in years. Mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss too. Yeah, Bama's played some close games. They played a close game against A and M. They played a close game against. Our Texas Longhorns, so it only takes one. Yeah, and I think, honestly, they could be two because you look at Tennessee can keep up passing ball with Hooker. They have Brew McCoy, who was a Longhorn, then a Trojan, and now he's over at Tennessee, but he's been good. Tillman's their top receiver. And neither of those guys are even the leading receiver. When's the last time Bama had a three-loss season? I don't know. That's an interesting stat to look up. Yeah. Last time Alabama had a three loss season. I it's gotta be a minute, no? I'd, I'm gonna, ima- I'd imagine. I'm gonna I'm pulling up on Wikipedia. God, Bama's been around since since uh before Sister Jean. Since Nam. Since Nam. They had two losses last year, including we're in, we're inclusive of like the Natty, right? I've got it up right here. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? I could see it. Two thousand ten. Yeah, it's two thousand ten. Who is the I mean obviously Saban was there. Who was the quarterback on that team? McElroy, Donta Hightower, Mark Barron. Who did that team lose to? That's crazy. And then, were they not winners of the Natty the year before? They were. This was the that, that team won fourteen zero the year before and beat our Texas Longhorns. That's crazy. The last time they had a three loss season was well over a decade ago. It's pretty wild. I will pull up the teams that they lost to. Yeah, just for. Uh, Gigs. Poops and gigs. Poops and gigs. They lost to South Carolina. Okay. That was their first loss. Interesting. They lost to LSU. That was their second loss. And they lost to Auburn. Wow. And Auburn was number two at the time. Is that Aub- the kick six? That might have been the kick six. Kick six. Or Chris no, Davis. Oh, I don't think that. I think the Carlton Davis kick six. What? Chris Davis. Chris Davis? Yeah. It was C. Davis. I know that for sure. That kick, no, because no, 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 no. That, that's the Cam Newton team. <clears throat> well, they they lost twenty eight to twenty seven. Yeah, the Cam. I thought I thought it was Nick Marshall was the QB for the kick six. Hmm. That a couple years later, and that other one, the team that lost to Jameis. Remember that? Yeah, that was okay. It was twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So remember right. the kick six was like they had that, but they also had that play against Georgia where it like bounced off the two DBs, like fourth and 18 or something like that. And it fell into the guy's hands. Right. Like Auburn's has, has some wild plays, but yeah, I think I would love to see Tennessee beat Alabama. I think an interesting one for us is would you want, I think for Oklahoma state going to Fort worth, 
I would love for Oklahoma State to lose this one. Us going to Stillwater while they're down, take them out. I would love to play an undefeated TCU team. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. We need to get big wins under our resume. Yeah, that's really what's going to help. And I think a lot of fans of Texas and fans of college football in general, they love to see their rivals or their their in conference schools lose. And sure, I love seeing OU lose, and I love seeing you know A and M lose because those are our rivals. But you want to have a higher strength of schedule when it comes to getting love from the college football playoff committee yeah. and more impressive wins. If you're a two loss team will merit you a chance to get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if TCU is undefeated by the time we get there, and if Baylor is ranked by the time we get there and Kansas for some reason stays ranked as well, Oklahoma state, you know, all these teams that are ranked right now, those are going to be impressive wins if they can pull it off and it's going to go a long way for your resume for the college football playoff. I mean, win, lose, win or lose Oklahoma State's still going to be ranked next week when we play we just and you also have to obviously we're focusing on all these teams go ahead and, and take care of your own business all right let me go let me let's switch gears to the NFL a little bit because I want to talk some let's NFL. do it of the two and three teams we'll go each we'll go each conference you like this which okay. team are you most nervous about or least concerned about here are the two and three teams now the Colts are two two and one so they're obviously not two and three the Jaguars the Broncos, my Patriots, the Brownies, the Benjis are all two and three. Most confident in turning around and least confident, like, hey, the, this team is fake news. Most confident, the Browns. Okay. They've been able to do this and play close games. A couple games they should have won. They should have beat the Chargers in that last-minute field goal. It's a great Should have beat the Jets. They have been doing it without Deshaun Watson. They've been doing it with the back of a quarterback and Jacoby Brissett. They're running the ball well. Their defense is pretty good. Okay. I think they're the team that can turn it around, and I think they will turn it around. Overrated team that I think is doo-doo. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's two teams. It's the Jaguars, because I think they're fake news, Okay. and the Broncos. I'm really not sold on the Broncos, and people keep on giving them love week in and week out. Russ is going to figure it out. No, I don't think so. I would love for, I want to say this of those five teams, weirdly, all of them are in the positive for point to point, differential. point differential. The only one that's not Browns, Broncos. Oh, Broncos. Wow. The biggest, they don't the score enough. They don't score enough. The Jaguars' defense is legit, though. <clears throat> I they think have they have some yeah. guys. No, they do. They do. But the Broncos, it seems like the coaching errors. I don't think Hackett's a good coach. No. Russ is in his head. He's thinking about Subway sandwiches and being dangerous and yep. in Broncos country. That's right. I just think that they're fake. And they're in a really tough division. No matter what the records show there, the Raiders are a better team than them. The Chargers are a better team than them. The yeah. Chiefs are a better team than them. When it, it's all said and done, the Broncos are going to be in last place to end the season. Agreed. Let me ask you this. You left. We haven't really talked about the Bengals, who won the whole AFC last year. I think if they get fully healthy and they figure out a way to protect Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, they can figure it out. I don't necessarily know that they're going to win the division because, like I mentioned, the, the Browns are tough and the Ravens have been really good. Steelers are definitely in the bottom of the barrel of that division, but sure. they can try to squeak in as a wild card team. They've got great weapons, mm-hmm. possibly one of the best wide receiver trios in the game. But like I mentioned, got to stay healthy. Best, yeah, Joe Mixon's been pretty good. 
great. Uh, uh, he's been solid. Yeah, the defense like isn't isn't ain't no slouch. They're not terrible. Defense has been more impressive than Joe Mixon. I'm actually going to retract my statement. I think Joe Mixon's been. I think some of the running backs have been a bit of a disappointment. Mixon, Taylor, McCaffrey. I mean, who knows what's going on in Carolina? But some of the bigger name running backs, by and large, have underwhelmed in some capacity. Najee. You know, and I, we always look at it from a fantasy perspective, obviously. But these guys have, by and large, underwhelmed. Um, I'm with you. I think the Bengals are in the mid-ground. I think they kind of hit above their weight class last year. All right, let's go to the NFC, where all these teams that are 2-3 and three have negative point differential. One team, the closest team. I'll, I'll let you guess. So the teams are Seahawks, Falcons, Bears, <laughs> Cardinals, Saints, Los Angeles defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Most confident in turning around and least confident in turning around. Who has the highest point differential and who has the lowest? Go. Um, most yeah. confident in turning it around. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to go with the Super Bowl champ, the Rams. Okay. I do still think that they're a tad bit overrated, but they could they could fix their problems. Sure. I really think that their problems can be fixed. Look, they need more weapons other than just Cooper Cup. Go out and get Odell. I don't know what is taking so long for Odell to get signed here, but bring him back. I mean, that's where we're. I, I go get go trade for go trade for DJ. I mean, I don't or know. Go what trade you, go trade for DJ Moore or bring and Brandon Christian, Cooks back. Or, yeah, Brandon Cooks or Christian McCaffrey. Get yeah. some get some playmakers in your offense besides sure. Cooper Cup because obviously their run game isn't working out, and Stafford has goo goo eyes for Cooper Cup. Chase Claypool, sure, whatever, somebody, yeah, anybody. Can't just rule out Skoranek nonstop. No, Allen Robinson's been kind of a bust, and they're not using two two out well after spending a second round pick on them. Exactly. Who are you least confident in? Least confident in turning it around. Name the teams one more time. Yeah, I'll, I, that was a lot. I'll give it to you. Seahawks, Falcons, Bears, Cardinals. Bears. Okay, yeah. It's got to be the Bears. Yeah. Justin Fields is your quarterback. He is not impressed anyone you might not be it his season over or not season over, his game over under for passing yards is always an all-time low when it comes to betting odds and prop bets their defense is really what's keeping them in games i know montgomery had been out but clearly herbert was doing great they have no weapons either mm-hmm. so i would say the bears not confident especially in a tough division where the vikings and the packers are probably the top dogs there and of course the lions yes they played a bad game against new england but they still have one of the top offenses in the game. Yeah, and they have some injury issues, and teams are susceptible of course. to giving up the long ball. Here I also want to throw out that that NFC West is pretty wide open. I mean, you mentioned three teams inside that are right now that are two and three. Yeah. I do think the Seahawks, if they continue to put up points like they're doing, they just got to make some adjustments on the defensive side of the ball, which is crazy. Their they're, defense is so bad. They're dude. allowing way too many points. Yeah. I think they have the worst defense. Now, one of the lines also pretty pitiful. Lowest point differential, closest to zero, the Falcons. I'm not shocked. They've Every game they've played has been close. Yeah. Are they going to turn it around? That's another thing. I don't know if Marcus Mariota is a guy to lead your franchise to a divisional win or mm-hmm. to a wild card, especially when you got Tom Brady in the same division, the Bucks, and they're only getting stronger. All their guys are getting healthy. Chris Godwin has looked really effective. No, they're going on a rocket ship. I'm with you. Yeah, they're going to run away with that division. Saints, I don't really know what to make of them. Another thing where they're just bumped and bruised all over. Yeah, always. But they've also lost close games too. And won close games. And won close games. So I think the Falcons and the Saints really parallel each other. Yeah. They're almost spitting images of each other. They've got 
I mean, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston both on their, you know, second chance team, technically third chance team for Mariota, but same draft. You know, those guys were the Heisman Trophy winners that went one and two, bang, bang. And then they've got a rookie wide receiver in Drake London. They got a rookie wide receiver in Alave. They've got, you know, the running back issues with Cordell Patterson going in and out, and same thing with Kamara. Kamara, they have two stud corners. I mean, Marshall Lattimore is a little more established than A.J. Terrell, both really good. <clears throat> yep. I think the, the, the Falcons are missing a pass rush. The highest point differential of those teams is the Rams, the third highest in the NFL. Isn't that crazy? They've got a positive point differential? No, so lowest. Lowest, like, lowest. Yeah, like lowest is in like they're minus 36. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. Their defense isn't as good as people think they are. They just had those one, two, three studs, and outside yeah. of that, it's a bit bit of a hole. Yeah. I mean, look, all those guys are studs, but they're also not making a ton of plays. Like, Aaron Donald has been kind of a non-factor. He's been good. Jalen Ramsey's been getting cooked by some people. He had got cooked in game one. Yep. That's for certain. Wagner and Donald have been solid. I think Ramsey had a one bad game, but again, like, you know, he's also drawing the toughest covers. He had a good game, I felt, last week against Lamb, by and large, until it got out of hand. We also mentioned, you know, what are they going to trade away to get guys because they don't have a ton of draft capital. That's also part of the reason why I feel like their team is struggling is because they they don't have, like, their own guys. They they can't retool. They they had to go retool in free agency with with lower, you know, market players. Second chance guys. Exactly. Yeah. You need to be able to build guys through drafting. Yeah. Okay, speaking of drafting. They are speak on it. Yeah, speak on it. Panthers, Lions, Commanders, Steelers, Raiders, Texans all have one win. Most likely and least likely to have the first overall pick next year. Least likely the Raiders. Okay, I, I, I'm, I really think they're a good football team. Sure, with you. They need to figure it out. McDaniel's obviously give him some time. He's a great offensive mind, but is he a good head coach? We'll see. They've got weapons. Devonte Adams is probably going to get suspended. However, Derek Carr is still a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. They still got Hunter Renfro. Matt Collins has looked pretty good. Legit. Waller needs to get healthy. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, top three running back in the NFL right now. For sure. Probably will end in top five. He's been great. And their defense is, you know, they're okay. Um, most likely to end up with the number one overall pick. Oh, man, it's tough. I'm going to go with the Texans. Ooh. Over the Panthers. Uh no, no, no. You could say that's a good pick. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I would say the Panthers or the Texans. One okay. of the two of those. Panthers, look, we've talked about it before. Do they need to blow it up? Maybe. Maybe they half blow it up. They retain Brian Burns, but maybe they trade DJ Moore and McCaffrey. I think having a good running back is a luxury to have. I don't think they need it. You need to you need to build the rest of the team before you're ready to have a good running back. Great. Let's keep going with these types of, types of questions. Where are you going then if you're the Panthers? We'll go back to the winners. If you're the Panthers or you're a winning team, who gets McCaffrey? Who gets more? There are three destinations that I would like to see McCaffrey go, and I think they're both plausible. We've go. already discussed the Bills because they've been rumored and they could use another upgrade to, to the running back position. Sure. The Eagles. Mm. I know they have Miles Sanders, but it's kind of a committee of running backs. We'll see what happens there. And then the Rams. And I think the Rams are also a destination for DJ Moore. And for DJ Moore, I also think he could potentially go to... There's a couple teams they could throw out if you want me to help. You want to yeah, go me? for it. Titans are interesting. Okay. I know they took they just took Traylon Burks, but he's injured, and obviously Robert Woods is coming back from injury. Yep. Speaking of a team that needs receiving depth, the Ravens. 
The Ravens, yeah. The Ravens at the top. I think the Niners could be an interesting spot. Okay. I, they have Ayuk and Samuel, but that's they definitely... They do, but they don't have, like, a deep threat. They don't have, like, a, a, a possession receiver. Okay. Ayuk I, and Samuel are just two slot guys who play running back. I'll throw one more out. Sure. Patriots, maybe. Patriots would be a good pick, too. Patriots would be a good pick, too. Or the Giants, of course. We'll see how long Keenan Allen is not able to play. He's been out since week one, so they might need some help as well. Yeah, I love we love Josh and Palmer, but I think the Giants, Chargers are dark horse for both those guys. I mean, yep. Eckler and McCaffrey would be... Giants um, are, are a good team right now, so they definitely could go out and get somebody. Absolutely, despite spending draft capital on Tony and Juan Dale Robinson. Okay, we'll get back more next week. 1090, shout out to all you guys. We love you. Josh Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Fans out there, drag both feet inbound, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, hit your free throws. Why, Nick? Because they free. Because they free. We out show. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.